So we'll start this off by you introducing yourself, what you do, uh, where you do it, and why you do it. Okay, so yeah, my name is Savia Jagger. Um, I'm based in um, Accra, Ghana. Um, I'm a tech um, entrepreneur, um, and what that means is um, I'm passionate about starting software companies. Um, I've started two companies um, over the past seven years. Um, one is an enterprise software service for churches in Africa, and the other one is a payment um, gateway um, that is used by small businesses here in Ghana. Both businesses are actively running and are profitable. Um, sometime last year, I decided to take a break from um, entrepreneurship and um, um, just explore other opportunities. And that has led me to um, work with um, The Room. So um, currently, I consult as a payments product manager in The Room. Um, and um, my role revolves around helping to build the next payment solution that can facilitate cross-border payments for the customers of the room and um, yeah i'm giving them a good experience whilst at it um i'm a ramdian i'm an e-founder fellow and um textiles and next um alumna alumna as well uh, yeah i think that's on a high level um but there is to know about me unless <laughs> continue to ask further questions uh quite impressive um quite yeah. impressive i'll tell you honestly and you seem to be doing a lot of great work so keep yeah. it up um so Thank i want you. to talk <laughs> and i want to talk uh tech startups in africa um yeah. because my interest really is in if they're rising up or if we have a lot of techs that are budding up in africa enough to make yeah. us or enable us to compete on a global scale and yeah. if locally if they're directed towards if they're impact driven i might say if they're more about solving problems here or if they're more cosmetic, like what I would say America has gotten to when they're solving for once, and uh, what really the groundwork is in terms of tech startups and tech companies in Africa by Africans. Yeah, yeah great. So um, from my perspective, um, I think that Africa is the next biggest opportunity um, across the globe, and um, you don't need um, a soothsayer to tell you this. Uh, and the reason I say this is because... Um, yeah, we are regarded as a continent that is um, that is so far behind, um, even in terms of um, you know basic necessities like um, electricity, water, um, internet. We still haven't figured it all out yet. Um, but in the midst of these challenges, you realize that there is a vast opportunity for um, people who are able to solve these problems. Um, you know, um, to first of all leverage. Uh, the problems, I mean, and transform those into um, awesome opportunities. And secondly, uh, we have we have become a very attractive ground for foreign um, investors and foreign innovators. As I speak to you now, I have a lot of friends who are um, Western founders and they are all working on various projects and various products here in Africa. And when you talk to them to understand why they do so, um, they all tell you, look, um, the systems in the Western world are choked. Mm -hmm. um, like basically there's no more problems to solve so mm -hmm. everybody's trooping down into Africa to uh, I mean solve the next problem and as they are solving this problem they are discovering new opportunities and so yeah the next big biggest things across the globe are going to be happening in Africa 
Now, um, getting to startups, um, I think that the reason in, um, innovation especially has been left behind for so long is because we've been trying to solve um, our problems in a, in, in a lot of um, ways that are not um, necessarily African. Um, and I keep saying that it's Africans that can solve African problems the mm -hmm. African way. Yes, and um, so far we see uh, maybe multinational, foreign multinational companies Sometimes you don't even understand the ground, you don't understand the landscape. Um, and so they come, do a little bit of it, and then they go back. But we haven't grown in Africa, and we experiencing the problems, and I'm talking about us as entrepreneurs, um, mm -hmm. having experienced problems firsthand, are able to relate to the problems, not just from an opportunity point of view, but um, from an impact point of view, because we know if we are able to solve this, the number of lives that are going to be transformed is enormous. So we are able to relate to these problems and we have the heart to, you know, solve them um, the way they need to be solved so our people can be um, imparted, um, you know, on a very large scale. So um, I'm not surprised that there are a lot of startups springing up in all parts of Africa, um, from Nigeria to, um, you know, to Kenya, South Africa, Egypt, Morocco, Ghana, all of these countries are terrified brands when it comes to startups. And the, common, the, the commonality I find is that are passionate young people mm -hmm. that are aggressively trying to solve Africa's problem, Africa's way, so that um, their own people can be impacted. So, yeah, it is not surprising. And I think that in the next few years, we are going to see a lot more of this and a lot more impact uh, driven from the kind of solutions that are being built. Okay. Um, no, I completely agree, especially with what Young Africa, uh, especially right now, is doing, really engaging and all facets of 4IR, I see them, they're already doing blockchain and it's really impressive to see that there are people who are trying to be at the center of this development and such that we don't lag behind always, such that we don't um, always lag behind in a way that is not good uh, for facilitation yeah. of our development. So I now want to talk about your entrepreneurship journey and some of the challenges and victories you faced and if possible if you can really capture this um, how frequently you think you face challenges and uh, what you think telling that will do to an entrepreneur who might listen to this in terms of thinking Great. about challenges yeah so um the the part to um entrepreneurship especially in the tech space is not an easy one um, um i've discovered that in africa we are mostly used to um break a multiple you are doing something relatively maybe your taxes is more guaranteed than someone who is building a software product and this is simply because um locally we don't appreciate um some of these things um because first of all we don't have the purchasing power um everyone in africa mostly um just trying to survive so mm -hmm. there is no extra income to even focus on um to even afford some of these um you know software consumer products which um we think will transform livelihoods um, in the next few years. Um, and so it makes the whole um, journey quite a very difficult one. Um, if you are selling um, maybe biscuits or cookies, uh, definitely, uh, you know, when you sell one, these are the margins that you're going to get on it. And so um, it makes a lot of sense to people, to a lot more people to go into such businesses that um, starting software businesses. So that already puts us in a very marginalized situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, things are already difficult. But um, like I said, the story is gradually changing. Um, we've had some really massive uh, uh, 
uh, you know, um, investments coming into Africa, um, and they are all being channeled into tech because everybody is gradually getting to the point where they understand that tech is the next big thing that will solve Africa's problem. So um, it is a good time for any entrepreneur listening to this um, venture into anything tech-related. It's not going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be rewarding. Uh, you yeah. said tech is the next frontier to solve for Africa's problems. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, uh, you know, exactly. I was having a conversation with a friend who's also an entrepreneur and a consultant. And, you know, we're discussing this idea that we once uh, first had from discussions at the World Economic Forum uh, about Africa leapfrogging to the 4IR, to the fourth industrial revolution. And um as being able to spearhead that kind of like how we skipped over the landlines and all of that and everybody almost a lot of people in africa are in possession of smartphones right so they were looking at at least from what i had they were looking at leapfrogging from the same perspective that we could uh, leapfrog the third industrial revolution the manufacturing Um, but how possible really is that um tech is amazing obviously look at what we're doing right now look at this connection that is just possible that is made possible by tech uh but this everyday life right and in everyday life there are products that are used and those products generate income and we are largely not part of that process what does leapfrogging look like um if we skip over the third industrial revolution we need manufacturing we need that to be given priority as well because in everyday life we use products in everyday yeah. life we need i believe we need product oriented entrepreneurship where it's kind of like we're moving with the waves and skipping over um a lot of stages and thus creating an even bigger gap um between those who don't have and those who do uh, so yeah. I, I don't know what's your take on that on tech being the next frontier for developing Africa and is it possible to leapfrog? Absolutely. So um, um, first of all, I don't think that there is any formula to, um, you know, um, revolution. Um, There is, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you start from the first industrial revolution to the second, the third, whatever it may be. Uh, You don't have to start from an agricultural revolution now before you move to um, industrialization. And all those before you actually get to internet and the information age, there is actually no formula to it. But the good thing is that we, we are in a position or we are in a very good position where we are able to copy from people who have done it before and have done it pretty well. So um, if we are talking about countries um, um, like um, you know China or the US that um, have gone through all these stages of um, revolution, mm-hmm. uh, I think that... Um, the key is for us to really pick the learnings uh, these countries have amassed um, as they transition along all these stages and try to find ways we can replicate those um, over here as well. And um, the other thing I'll say um, in relation to that is, um, you know, there is this, uh, an African proverb that when you are late to the farm, you don't work slowly. You need to like, you need to run literally because um, you know you are late. Uh, in our case, we are the continent that has been left behind and everybody has yes. today. So we don't have the luxury of time now to go through all the revolutions one after the other. So where we have to leapfrog, we have to leapfrog. Where we have to run, we have to run. And the good thing is that, like I said, it is not a sequential um, development. You can do multiple of them in concurrent um, in concurrency. So um, 
that stops Africa from investing heavily in an agricultural um, and in um, the name, um, um, agricultural revolution at the same time, um, an internet or information um, um, revolution. You know, we can do these two concurrently, and I think that is what is happening um, largely across um, some parts of Africa, where we see a lot of agri-tech businesses incorporating, uh, you know, technology and information and internet, all of these solutions. You know what? Agriculture. I completely agree and I heard you yeah. and about um especially about learning from those who've done done it and done it really well. But my problem yeah. is that when we're looking at things like um agriculture or manufacturing, the problem is that it's really eminent. It's like it's urgent that it be done. Uh because we uh, I'll give an example about my country. We have a population of about two point five million, give or take. Um and yet our president recently put a ban on um, importation of some vegetables and fruits, like potatoes, yep. onions, whatever. Within weeks, like two weeks, there was none to be found anywhere and even onions. And, you know, <laughs> it's like I keep talking about this, but it was so surprising to me because of all things that we think of in the daily food sustenance never seems to be one of them because we're too caught up trying to catch up with the next thing, trying to make it there, learn that skill, that basic thing. Yeah. So I think what human beings need, or what at least a nation needs, basically it's, um, I'd say, a strong army, um, food, and fuel, right? To yeah. not be to not be short of any of those. That's when your citizenry is happy or at least content to some level, even if they're complacent in fighting here and there, but those things are needed. When you're not participating in those things and food food sustenance and saying we can focus on this um, for now and still include this, how effective is that? And and is it at a rate that um, actually solves our problems and considering how eminent they are, can we just leapfrog? Because that almost seems like creating a huger gap to me I'm not saying that we should not infuse technology. Obviously, we need it. Like I said, this conversation, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah. how do we navigate yeah, I, that I, such that... Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like the fundamentals have still not been figured out. But yes, we want to um, to move to... Um, we, want, we want to move at rates that do not entirely make sense at this point in time. It's like a, a baby or a child mm-hmm. that has not... Uh, learned to crawl by starting to run right mm. yeah yeah that, that is the situation here and uh, it's, a, it's it's rather sad that um our leaders um kind of do not prioritize um some of these things i mean definitely you don't want to have a situation where your country lacks food and fuel um, and then um you go about the trying to invest in technology the fundamentals need to be sorted out fundamentals need to be figured but I think that um, I still stand by my point that um, because of these things, because of these factors, where we know even we haven't been able to figure out the fundamentals, we need to be running even faster. You yeah. understand? We, we need to ensure that um, because the rest of the world is not going to wait for us. Whilst no, we are figuring out the technological revolution, maybe something else is going on somewhere else where we are not even privy to. You understand? For God's sake, um, we know that uh, other parts of, of the world now are trying to make, um, you know, um, missions to the moon and back uh, as easy as it can be and using the least resources as, as much as they can. So, we, with the way people are thinking, it means that we 
if, if, if we still delay further in the way we do things, we are just going to be left behind. And that is why it's important for us to be proud, but not overlook the fundamentals, the basics that need to be in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's rather unfortunate that uh, most of our leaders uh, in Africa um, tend to, I mean, scramble all of these things up. There's actually no prioritization. We don't even know what we want, um, you know, um, from a policy perspective, from a government perspective. But um, if you ask me as a tech entrepreneur, I think that um, we need to to keep an eye on where the rest of the world is going whilst we figure out um, our fundamentals. Because we cannot wait after the fundamentals are all figured out before we start thinking about technology, internet, information, revolution, and all of this. No. Um, that definitely will leave us behind. So <clears throat> we need to keep running. We need to move faster than we are moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we need to also ensure that whilst we are doing this, we don't, um, I mean, destroy the foundations that need to be fixed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, that is such a satisfactory answer. And um, I'd say I'm, I'm with you, right? Um, I'm, I'm always willing to stretch and see new perspectives and i i I can see that um so i now want to talk about your journey with the room Um, i'm interested really firstly in knowing how you qualified for the program because you are one of the is it pathfinders um i'm not a pathfinder i'm a product manager in the product manager um, yeah yeah because of my entrepreneurial background i still have a lot of um, these young talents um like um abiata Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, back dating a little bit, um, how I ended up in the room, I think that it's still important to talk about my entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. uh, and how that has led me to, to the room. So, first of all, uh, like I mentioned, seven years ago, I took the bold step to start my first business right after school as a young graduate. I've not even taken any job, like zero work experience, um, <laughs> just fresh from school That's and bold. Um, yeah, trying to do something together for myself. Um, luckily, uh, I got enrolled um, in the Multiple Entrepreneurial School of Technology. Uh, it is a, um, the premium um, um, software entrepreneurship school that has been established in Africa. And they focus on training young people like myself mm-hmm. um, who are passionate about tech and um, business. Um, they give you the world class training and um, I mean, um, give you all the resources that you may need, including investment to start uh, a tech business. So I enrolled in that school for like two years. Um, and whilst we were there, uh, I mean, kept working at different projects um, just to find what I was truly passionate about. Along the line, um, I decided to combine forces with um, three other um, friends of mine. And then we co-founded our first business, which was um, an enterprise software service for um, churches in Africa. And the company is called Asoreba. Um, we're still running effectively. Um, we provide integrated um, software solutions from mm-hmm. enterprise systems, payments, to, um, I mean, um, social media, um, community engagement, and all of those um, for, um, for the over 2.5 um, million churches we have in Africa. So, across of that, um, I discovered another opportunity uh, in payments and fintech. And so, mm-hmm. we um, Rolled out another product where we yeah we started another business called my business pay. Um, that business um, actually was a payments gateway that we built to help local businesses, local SMEs, um, to be able to okay. collect revenue from any um, customer of theirs wherever they find themselves in Ghana and other parts of the world. So it features mobile wallet as well as um, 
debit and credit cards. Um, and um, yeah, that also took off very well. Business in Germany was profitable. And then somewhere around 2019, after I'd done that for about six years, I decided to um, take a step back and go into business school. Um, you know, go to business school, get um, um, every pressure, and then come back to, to the mill. But that was exactly the time that COVID happened. So, um, yeah, I was torn between going to school or, I mean, staying back and just trying something else. And that was just around the time that um, someone recommended um, an opportunity for me in the room. So, um, the room uh, is a uh, it's an organization that focuses on um, developing or accelerating the impact and growth of talented young people in Africa. So we do that by connecting them to impactful opportunities, uh, whether investments for entrepreneurs or people who are looking for jobs, we connect them to like very impactful job opportunities. And as part of our, um, our model, we train, um, we select, we train, and then we place these people um, in these opportunities. So what happened was um, uh, I met, um, I mean, I joined as a, um, a product manager for payments. Uh, yeah. So as part of our model, we select and then we train and we connect um, young and talented people um, to uh, impactful opportunities. So by impactful opportunities, I mean um, opportunities such as investment for entrepreneurs um, or connecting them to, um, you know, very well experienced mentors and people that can drive the growth of their businesses. And um, for others that um, are just interested in getting jobs, we connect them to various opportunities. So we do things in like software engineering, in um, you know financial analysis, uh, in sales, um, you know, and cloud computing. All of these um, verticals that are in high demand at this point um, across the globe. Yeah, we do trainings in those um, areas so that we connect um, our successful candidates to job opportunities afterwards. Um, now, as a, as a product manager, um, you have expected that my work would just be focused on just um, building a payment rails and all of those. But uh, with my background as an entrepreneur and with the experience that um, I have um, starting two businesses, definitely I should be valuable to some of these young people that are trying to do the same. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, um, the passion um, for it as well. Yeah. I, have been, um, I, I am someone who have benefited immensely from such a model where I got selected and trained and placed um, in an opportunity. So I know what that can do for mm. young people who are in my shoes. So I don't hesitate to offer assistance to young people that are doing um, or that are aspiring to follow the same path. That's right. And that's how come I took up um, mentoring people um, and, you know, helping them um, as the journey along um, entrepreneurship or maybe um, their professional life, um, I mean, offering career advice and all of those, yeah. So mm. that is what I do now in the room, with the product manager, but yeah, I still um, try to coach and mentor, or uh, I mean, provide some um, level of um, professional advice for um, young people who um, aspire to, to be like us. Which is what Ibiafa told me that you do for him. Okay, so speaking of um, helping young people who might be interested in tech and getting started and find it really exciting, but maybe the opportunities are limited or maybe you find that some have already started on a course or that they are now not sure if they should be doing. Um, yeah. I want you to, if you know some um, 
notify them of any free or low cost tech courses or programs that are online and how yeah. they can access them yeah so definitely um, right now um, we are running um, our, our software engineering program is in full swing um, it's running now we have um, well over um, 3,000 candidates in that program currently um, they are set to complete in the next few months and right after they complete the software engineering program we're connecting them to job opportunities um, last year, when we did the same thing, um, some of the successful candidates are now working with um, Amazon, um, which um, you you have thought that would that would have been possible for um, maybe a young Kenyan guy who is in a remote village somewhere and um, doesn't have access to even internet. But the impact we have been able to drive is to pick this young talent, you know, give them the world class class training and connect them to an opportunity such as working in Amazon. That is life-changing and that is um, actually impact that we want to drive across the rest of Africa. So the rest of our programs are still open. Um, our software engineering program, like I mentioned, is in full swing, but very soon we are going to be opening applications for virtual assistantship, um, cloud computing, um, <clears throat> financial analysts, and um, um, sales, um, I mean, doing modern and global sales. Um, all those pro um, programs are about to open and so they should just keep an eye on the room website um, mm -hmm. www.theroom.com um, and just check in there and see when um, these opportunities are going to be open and then you can um, apply um, if you are selected you go into the program and the good thing is that for the first cohort of the software engineering program it is free you don't have to pay anything um, everything is free um, and I'm hopeful I'm very confident that um, the other programs will be free as well so, um, yeah, um, just keep an eye on, on our website. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. thank you so much for making the time. Um, <laughs> I had a really great conversation and I, I love how you were able to tackle some of the things that I had been wondering about and I know most people have been too. Uh, so I want to know what's next for you. Uh, so where's Sevia yeah. in like 10 or 20 years, if you ever think that far? Definitely. Yeah, so um, as a passionate um, tech entrepreneur, definitely um, I'm looking at starting um, another thing in the next few years. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, I'm fully committed to helping young people uh, at the room um, through the products we build and also through um, the professional guidance I offer in various ways. Um, but then um, after a while, I'm going to take um, a step back and jump right into um, you know, the tech entrepreneurship side of things. So in the next few years specifically, I see myself starting another company. I've actually started putting um, thoughts together on what it's going to be around. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to disclose a lot of details, but yeah, um, Africa should look out for something really big. Um, <laughs> you just don't stop. Out. Yes, you just don't stop. You just keep grinding. And yeah. The good thing is, yeah, we never stop until we succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of failures along the way, but yeah, we keep yeah. moving. And it's good to take a break sometimes and just get back to it after a while, which I think I'm, I'm doing now. So uh, uh, maybe after a year or two, um, yes, definitely I'll get back into, into the mat and uh, try something again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really considering um, starting another business along the side of um, um, artificial intelligence and um, blockchain for fintech. Um, I don't want to disclose the solution, but yeah something along those lines um and yeah i have a couple of ideas i'm still trying to play around with so um who knows it may be the next um, unicorn in africa and 
um, when it eventually happens, yeah, I can make reference to this conversation and say, yeah, I mentioned this some time back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, really excited to get back into um, the entrepreneurship um, world, um, once again um, after a while. In my life, um, I've promised myself to start three companies that have to do well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've done two. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the third. Um, and I expect it to also do well. Uh, and maybe well. be the biggest among them all. Yeah, I can confidently. <laughs> you said it, it will. Dedicate the rest of my time to coaching and you know guiding other young people to do so. You know, thank you so much for making the time. And when I come to your country, not if, when I come to your country, yeah. uh, we're going to do this again. Um, I'll definitely make time to uh, have a conversation and this time with visuals uh, because by that time, um, I'll be doing video recordings of this very podcast. So I'm really excited to talk to you then and thank you so much for making the time now. Thank you so much. Um, It's a great pleasure to talk to you and thanks for the opportunity um, to talk about myself and all the things I'm doing. I hope this goes um, to impact a lot of lives. I hope so too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.